cares if you're right as long as your opponent is wrong? Everyone caught in the middle, that too. On this episode of Bright Future, I talk about a White House statement on a proposed budget that they called a FIVE ALARM FIRE, in all caps. There's no way it's that bad, this is just Biden's administration trying to make it look terrible, right? This is a weekly political podcast that follows current events and looks at how we may do better so that there may be a brighter future. I'm your host, Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam, and without further ado, let's begin this week's episode, which I have titled, Controlled Burn. If you haven't heard, there's been a pretty major Republican versus Democrat shouting match over the past few months over budget proposals for 2024. This started to look like a clear-cut Democrat win when the report from the Congressional Budget Office came back on the Republicans' proposal. But no such report exists for the Democrats' proposal yet. Before we get to the report, let's talk about how I learned of this wine-off. From WhiteHouse.gov, Five Alarm Fire, the House Freedoms Caucus' extreme budget proposal weakens our national security. Well, that's a catchy headline. It sounds like clickbait, though, and this is the White House's official website. They should be above such low tactics. But it did get my attention, so I guess we'll read it. The Extreme MAGA House Republican Freedom Caucus, or sorry, let me restart. The Extreme MAGA Republican House Freedom Caucus has made their priorities clear, imposing devastating cuts that would weaken national security and increasing costs for middle and working class families, all to protect and extend tax breaks skewed so that the wealthy and the big corporations. Skewed so the wealthy and the big corporations, period. In fact, their tax cuts would be so expensive that their deep and harmful cuts would not reduce the deficit. Okay, that's a catchy intro, but some of the sections in this statement contain links for its evidence. Yes, that's exactly what I want! A government paper actually citing sources! Let's look at the first one- uh, Oh no, it's a tweet. So much for citing sources. The tweet is from the House Freedom Caucus, verified with a blue check mark, except that anyone can make an account and just buy that blue check mark. Twitter blue is still a thing. But it does contain an image of a sheet explaining a possible spending bill that looks fairly legitimate. If it's fake, it's a good one. Let's read the sheet, shall we? House Freedom Caucus. Shrink Washington, Grow America. The members of the House Freedom Caucus will consider voting to raise the debt ceiling contingent upon the enactment of legislation to cut the current spending by ending President Biden's $400 billion student loan bailout, rescinding all unobligated unspent COVID-19 funds, recouping the $80 billion in IRS expansion funds as well as billions of wasteful climate change spending in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, and finding every dollar spent by Democrats that can be reclaimed for the American taxpayer. The paper begins by proposing some reasonable ideas, recovering unspent COVID-19 funds and ending the student loan bailout, which has been rather controversial. But then it turns around and proposes recalling $80 billion from the IRS's budget. The IRS used to be a truly imposing government agency. They took down Al Capone when no other three-letter acronym could. But now, it's so weak, the best thing he can do is take down a 22-year-old who made a typo in his tax documents. They need more funding to go after the big fish, not less funding. 
Korean recouping billions of wasteful climate change spending in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Why'd you include the words so-called? That is the title of the actual law that you are talking about. And I did previously do an episode about the Inflation Reduction Act where I read as much of it as I could out of its over 700 pages. I criticize many parts of it for being ineffective, or being full of loopholes, but the parts I didn't criticize were the climate change sections, because they were not only effective, but saved people money in the long run. Hardly what I would call wasteful. Lastly, the paragraph I read ends by stating that the proposed budget would find every dollar spent by Democrats that can be reclaimed for the American taxpayer. This sentence implies that every dollar spent by Democrats, every everything that the Democrats have spent federal funds on, has been a waste of money. It demonizes nearly half of our government because of what political party is associated with certain actions. It turns our entire federal budget into a tug-of-war between two political parties with the entire economy as the rope. Going back to the House, the White House five-alarm fire paper, the next source that they use to support their arguments of Republican budget bad, Democrat budget good is themselves. Yes, the second link included is a source. The second link included as a source for why the Freedom Caucus budget proposal is a bad idea is a fact sheet from the White House website. The fact sheet says that Republicans are trying to pass the Tax Cheats Protection Act to earn, to protect top earners from having to actually pay all of their taxes. I searched for it. The Tax Cheats Protection Act does not exist. That's because of the bill that this fact sheet is actually talking about is called the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act. I literally just criticized the House Freedom Caucus for using the words so-called in front of the name of the bill. And now this fact sheet straight up used a fake name for a bill. How's that for facts? However, the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act is also lying in its title. The bill isn't long, it's just one or two pages, but it effectively rescinds a tax law that affects companies that make more than $100 million a year. That's not a family, or a small business. Going back to the fact sheet, the fact sheet, the next thing that the statement claims is a massive problem is that the House Republicans have introduced a bill to repeal the entire Inflation Reduction Act. It is true that there was a bill introduced that would repeal the Inflation Reduction Act, but it wasn't introduced by House Republicans. It was introduced by one singular congressperson and has 22 co-sponsors, 22 supporters, out of a total of 435 representatives and 222 Republicans. This bill has less than 10% of Republicans on board and 5% of all of the representatives. That's not even enough to get it to go up for a vote. The five-alarm fire statement then further attacks the House Freedom Caucus by citing a report from the Congressional Budget Office, claiming that the report says that the proposed budget wouldn't reduce the deficit. But I do like reading my resources, so let's double-check your work. 
Under that path, eliminating all non-interest outlays other than those for Social Security, Medicare, Defense Discretionary Programs, and Mandatory Veterans Programs would, according to CBO's calculations, result in a very small deficit rather than a balanced budget in 2033. In that case, outlays for all major health programs other than Medicare, all income security programs, all federal civilian and retirement programs, all other mandatory programs except for Social Security veterans payments, and all other non-defense discretionary programs would be reduced to zero. Oh. So the proposed budget would result in a small increase in the national debt, a small deficit, and all spending by the federal government apart from the mentioned programs, Social Security, Medicare, military, and mandatory veterans programs would need to be reduced to zero. No infrastructure, no aid packages to Ukraine, no research or development, no space travel, no subsidies to farms, or anything else. Military, Social Security, Medicaid, that's it. Well, that's not okay. I like space travel, and, you know, roads, those are important too. I wrote up to this point reading just this one five-alarm fire statement, and to be honest, I didn't know where to take it from this point. I didn't know what the alternative was. So I started scrolling through the briefing room to try and find any kind of alternative budget plan that we could use, instead of this one proposed by the Freedom House Caucus. Instead, all I found were other statements about how terrible this proposed budget plan would be. Five alarm fire! The House Freedom Caucus extreme budget proposal shifts manufacturing jobs overseas and undermines American workers. Five alarm fire! The House Freedom Caucus extreme budget proposal hurts seniors. Five alarm fire! The House Caucus, the Freedom House Freedom Caucus extreme budget proposal raises costs for families. And each and every one of these statements paragraph the same parrot, the same paragraphs, word for word, over and over. The extreme MAGA Republican House Freedom Caucus has made their priorities clear, imposing devastating cuts and increasing talks, increasing costs for working and middle-class families to protect and extend all tax breaks skewed to the wealthy and big corporations. In fact, their tax cuts would be so expensive that their deep and harmful cuts would not reduce the deficit. This is in sharp contrast with the President's budget, which invests in America, lowers costs for families, protects and strengthens Medicare and Social Security, and reduces the deficit by $3 trillion in 10 years while ensuring that no one making less than $400,000 a year pays a penny more in taxes. And I really wish I could trust the president's budget, but it took me a lot more searching before I could actually find anything about the budget. But eventually, I did find something. Fact Sheet, the president's budget for fiscal year 2024. And this fact sheet does detail a lot of good things about this proposed budget. Lowering costs and giving families more breathing room, expand access to quality affordable health care, lower housing costs, expand free community college, protect social security benefits, and more. But unlike the five alarm fire statements, this fact sheet does not cite any sources. There is no link to a Congressional Budget Office report, much less a report that says that this plan would work. In fact, there isn't a single link on this entire fact sheet to support any of its facts. I talk a lot on this show about how we need to do our best to avoid flawed arguments, to avoid logical fallacies, but this right here is a logical fallacy. Selectively finding specific facts to deconstruct your opponent's argument without actually supporting your own argument with any facts at all. And the worst part about these budgets? 
I can't find any actual laws or legislation that would accomplish the things that these budget proposals and fact sheets say they would do. The House Freedom Caucus budget proposal is terrible, cutting, cutting federal spending down to the bare minimum while raising taxes on lower classes. But Biden's budget is non-existent. There's no evidence the fact sheet budget proposal even exists. In other words, the Biden's administration is complaining about an issue without actually proposing an alternative or actual solutions apart from one fact sheet which was published nearly two months ago and there was nothing since. There's this famous quote from a really, really good president. Complaining about a problem without proposing a solution is called whining. Theodore Roosevelt. Well, it's hard to pin down solid evidence that he actually said that, but it does seem to be in line with his political stances and philosophy, so I'm going to go with it. Using clickbait with your five alarm fire headline and whining about your opponent's proposed budget without actually showing any kind of facts for your own proposal or solution is just bad politics. Biden's administration seems to be attempting to weaponize readers' knee-jerk reactions while sweeping anything about their own proposal under the rug. These kind of politics won't help the average American. Instead of enlightening or educating your constituents, the, you're doing your best to simply get them angry or afraid. It's the same kind of politics that Trump uses, and now Biden is doing the exact same thing. In conclusion, I urge the Biden administration to actually post their 2024 budget plan on the WhiteHouse.gov website and show us the legislation that would enact it. Include the report from the Congressional Budget Office that says that it would work, because I couldn't find anything beyond the one fact sheet with no supporting evidence. I also urge the House Freedom Caucus to completely rethink their budget strategy in an attempt to actually help the average American, instead of adding tax breaks for the wealthy and increases for the poor. If we can put country before party, especially when it comes to our budget, then we may start heading towards a brighter future. So what do you think? A lot of this just sounds like a freaking dumpster fire. No kidding. <laughs> the worst part about all of this is, well, I mentioned a couple of months ago during my episode on Biden's uh, State of the Union address how um, he said that the state of the union is strong and we're over here like, okay, then why are we, you know, panicking about the budget? Which, by the way, according to some news sources say, if it's not resolved in the next couple of months, will result in the economic collapse of our entire nation and then by extension, the entire world. And they're playing tug of war with it. Oh, where to start on that one? Let's put it this way. We've seen a recession in our lifetime. Actually, two. One recession? No, it's been three or four at this point. point. Yeah, we've had a couple at this point. It's And it had been dozens upon dozens of years in history before even the first time the government had to even consider shutting down temporarily. And now we're considering it again, and taking the whole economy down with it. Yeah, but we're also doing it for weeks at a time at the same time. 
at least they're talking and arguing about this now. Hopefully they'll actually have it, you know, fixed by July. But... Fixed by July. Well, in theory, if they don't fix it by July, government shuts down, the economy collapses, that brings the whole world down with it. At least according to various Google searches from when I was doing my episode on Biden's uh, State of the Union address. That's another thing I don't like sometimes about how people look at it. We're only the United States. We're not the whole world. It's not bringing down the entire world. It's just bringing states into another predicament. Well, no, because if the United States goes down, the United States is the source of business for a lot of other countries. And if the United States goes down, it'll effectively cause a chain reaction that will down every other country in the world. Except for Russia, because we already have a bunch of sanctions on them. (laughs) What you're saying is, essentially, we're going to just start heading towards Cyberpunk 2077. You want to know the worst part? Mike Ponsmith made that entire world, that entire dystopia, as a warning for, hey, don't do these things. And we're like, oh, cool, a guidebook. (laughs) Uh... Well, yeah, the government just loves it when you spell out exactly what they shouldn't do. And then they do it. I should probably stop doing this podcast then. Because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the episodes where recently I've been doing, like, I urge such and such group to do a certain thing or something like that to help improve the world. And I've been doing that for about a month. And I do like ending my episodes that way. It's an easy way to write a conclusion. It's clear and to the point. Yeah. I just don't know how many groups are going to take anyone outside of their circles. Oh, yeah, the government's probably not going to listen to a 21-year-old yelling into a microphone. Or, you know, like, this podcast, it is pretty popular at this point. I've gotten, like, 14,000 downloads since I started less than a year ago. So I'm doing pretty well with it, and I do like how I do these, but it's definitely not big enough to actually like cause waves throughout our government to get them to change. Yet. No. Not big enough yet. We'll get there. Hopefully. Maybe. Anything else to add? Oh, there's plenty of things we could go on and on and on about. Well, about this topic. I do like to keep the episodes to one topic, yeah. Alright, then check the description for more information, including the resources I used to build this episode, and all of the places where you can find my podcast. You can also join our Discord server to discuss these and other topics, as well as join in when these episodes are recorded live every Monday 
at 7 p.m. Central. If you would like to support the show or spread the word, I have a merch store full of items that show off both the show's logo and icons for individual episodes. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. These episodes are released every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, so I will see you back here next week.